If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker. And my goal is to bring the clarity, purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. This week, we're going to do a little short palliative care pearl. It's been a long time since I've done a palliative care pearl on here. And as always, you know that I like to make things practical, applicable to your own life, whether you practice medicine, whether you talk with people at the end of life or not, these communication tips and other aspects of palliative care that I share in the pearls will be applicable to your own life. So this week, I wanted to share something that we are taught in hospice and palliative care when we communicate with patients and families so that we are all on the same page. We get consulted a lot for what we call in the field goals of care. And I don't want to talk too much about goals of care right now because that's not the focus of this very short segment. Essentially, goals of care means that we want to talk with the patient and or the family, depending on the situation, whether the patient is able to communicate with us and make their wishes known or not. We want to find out, one, what their understanding is of what's happening with their medical condition. Two, to share some information about what's going on. Three, figure out what their values are, what's most important to them, and what they prefer in terms of their medical care. And That can include things like, how do you want to receive information? That can include things like what treatments you do or do not want. And some people don't know the answers to any of those questions, and that's okay. We discuss that with them. It's not necessarily just about treatment or not treatment or procedures or no procedures. It is about how a patient and their family want to receive medical care. And oftentimes medical care can include spiritual care. It can include psychosocial support and mental and emotional care. That is all under the umbrella of care. As far as we in hospice and palliative care are concerned, it is whole person, whole patient care, which is why I love it one of many reasons, by the way. Okay. So one of the things that we do is to find out more information and it sounds very, very simple, but one of the things that we ask is what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? Six words. 
And you're probably like, this sounds really stupid. I don't know why you're sharing this with me. So I will explain. Essentially, what we're doing by asking that is number one, when people say something, let's say a patient is like, I want to do everything possible. I want everything done. Okay, well, how is that going to be interpreted? It's going to be interpreted by me or whoever's listening, but I am going to bring in my own biases, my own past experiences with my family, with what I've seen on TV, everything that I've internalized. And I might assume something that the patient is not thinking at all. You know what they say about assume, it makes an ass out of you and me, right? <laughs> so what, what do we do? We say, what does that mean to you? What does, quote unquote, do everything mean to you? And patients will give very, very different answers depending on who they are. Some patients, I've, I've literally had a patient who once said, I want to live even if it means you have to preserve my brain in a glass box or something along those lines. And that is an extreme example, but a very clear example of what this patient would want. This patient was painting a very, very clear picture, whereas some other patients say, do everything means do everything up until the point when I can no longer communicate or up until the point when I can no longer enjoy, I don't know, ice cream or sitting on the couch or I can no longer walk, whatever it is. And so it's so vital and important to be able to first have the self-awareness to be like, okay, am I one bringing in my own set of biases whether implicit or explicit to this conversation. And two, let me find out what this person means. So let's take it outside of medicine. Here's a common example that you see in real life and in movies and TV. Someone's in a romantic relationship or even a platonic one, family, friends, and they say, I don't feel loved or I don't feel like we have a connection anymore. This person doesn't love me anymore. Okay. Well, what does love mean to you? And here's the thing. You already know this. Everyone's interpretation of love, what it means to feel and receive love or connection is entirely different than anyone else. There are some similarities, but the specific things that make one person feel loved and connected with another are going to be entirely different than for another person, even in the same family, in the same household, whatever it is. And so by asking, what does love mean to you? Or what are you making it mean that you're not receiving love? You get a little bit deeper and a little bit more intentional with what someone's purpose is, what their why is, the reason that they're voicing their concerns. Because 
once you are able to get on the same page, that's when you can really communicate better. That's when you can find common ground to be able to move forward, to be able to move the conversation forward, the relationship forward, whatever it is. And we can apply the same concept to ourselves. I'll give you an example recently from my own life. I have been put in charge of some projects and I also take on a lot of projects myself. I you know, I'm a, I guess, I don't know, a masochist. It's all self-inflicted in many ways because I want to do things and I want to impact things and the world and people. However, there's only so many hours in a day and I was feeling very overwhelmed, very stressed about what's on my plate and frustrated that things were not moving faster, that there were blockades and inefficiencies, et cetera. And at one point I stopped and asked myself, well, what does this mean to me to be able to, let's say, get it done in the timeline that I'm thinking of? Or what does it mean? Or what am I making it mean if I can't make it within the certain timeline? And by asking better questions, by delving a little bit deeper, you get to uncover what's really at the heart of it. I realized that what's at the heart of it was I felt like I needed to prove something. What that is, I will sort it out, but that is a better answer than it has to get done because I set a timeline for it. So you can see that just in these few examples, one in medicine, two outside, that there are real world applications to this For example, simple phrase, you question deeper, you get better answers. And that's really what it's all about. It is finding common ground and making sure that you relate and communicate with the person that you are in conversation with in a better, more productive manner. If you and the person you're talking to are on the same page, great, that's amazing. But make sure that you are clarifying and verifying before you make assumptions. And one of the best ways to do that is to just be curious, be open, try to find out more information. Sometimes there's going to be a miscommunication. There are going to be assumptions and people are going to get upset and people have gotten upset because there were no clarifications, because there were no further questions because someone thought, okay, my interpretation of what they're saying is what they meant when those words came out of their mouth. And it's not just words. We know that communication is very nonverbal as well. So please try to engage with each other. Try to find a way to bridge that gap. Sometimes it could be a difference of opinion, could be a difference in thought patterns, logical reasoning, fact versus fiction, cultural differences. There are so many reasons why communication breaks down between two people or a group of people. So there you have it, a practical tip that you can start using immediately once you're done listening to this podcast. You can 
Use it on your friends, your family, your children. Ask a coworker. Ask someone that you meet on the street or someone that you just happen to strike up a conversation with. Find out more information. And you'll be really surprised what you learn by just being open, being curious, asking better questions, because you get a little bit deeper. I think we could all use more of that in our lives, more connection, interpersonal relationships, and just curiosity in general. So hope you enjoyed this episode, short and sweet, palliative care pearl for you. As always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I will see you on the next one.